I so promise, like to anyone, if you really get, get conscious about that and you really um, consciously always cho choose to look on the what is good about this, it changes, like it gets better <laughs> because you focus on that. Welcome, Catherine Batter, right? <laughs> um, from, where are you living now? I'm living in Spain, Spain, but I'm Austrian. Austrian, yeah. So, quite the traveler. And, you know, ironically, um, I met you through the power of social media. Um, I don't know if we met before we joined the Art Tribe or after, but I... I remember I recalled seeing a video that you did a long time ago and I um, paired it or something like that um, uh -huh, yeah. on Instagram. I don't know if that was before the tribe or after. I'm and not I, sure either. I think it was before the tribe. Yeah. But but I, I was thinking about that. Did you do um, um, Jody King? No. No. I thought it was, no. it was from there, but because after, just after that, I, I, I connected with Jess, and that's when we came yeah. together, I guess. I, yeah. thought, I think it was a minion, um, a minion uh, reel that you did on Instagram, and I thought it was so funny, and I'm like, I, I want to do that with her, and I tried <laughs> to do it side by side, but I couldn't get it to go, but I have followed you ever since, because your, <laughs> your art is just... Your art is just so uplifting, bright, joyful, happy, um, elevating. That's what I think of when I think of your art. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, obviously you've moved quite a bit. and um, Yeah. So <laughs> take it yeah, away. It's nice, that, it's nice that you say that because um, that's basically what it is, like the vibrance and the the joy in my art, like that's what comes through because it's just what I feel when I do it. And um, well, as I said, I'm um, uh, Austrian and born and raised and uh, my husband is from Spain. That's why we live here now, actually in Mallorca, which is a, an island uh, in the Mediterranean. So uh, my art is abstract. And I like, I am also intuitive and I'm totally self-taught. I, I didn't do any art training or anything. Um, it just comes through me. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that's mm -hmm. a bit the, the story. Mm -hmm. I feel that vibe from just watching you on social media. Mm -hmm. You know, you're playful and fun and... You don't take yourself too seriously, which is something that I try to live by. Yeah. Um, sometimes yeah, I feel that's, that's also something that I, like now that you say it, <laughs> like, you know, I sometimes feel I, I lived like seven lives or something <laughs> because I'm a, tr a teacher. I trained as an English and a PE teacher, actually, and to teach English as a foreign language in Austria. And 
now here I teach German, which is like the native, my native language is the language we speak in Austria, we speak German. And um, like while I do, was doing that teacher training, I fell in love with um, drama, actually, because uh, we did a drama training, uh, how to use uh, drama in education, especially in English class. And um, I wanted to do more of that, and I did a clown training. So I actually worked as a hospital clown for, yeah, almost five years. So that's this, ah. I don't... Like, I don't take myself too serious kind of thing that comes in there. And I really yeah. enjoy now doing these reels as well that are a bit funny and stupid. And... Yeah, I can tell that you really enjoy it. And I was just going through your feed again today and I saw again the Muppets one with the na-na-na-na song. And I was just like, yeah. that's so brave. I, I haven't thought about doing something like that. And um, I'm curious about the glasses. You have these cool like black yeah. glasses that are very round are those prescription glasses or are those kind of like no fun time these glasses? Are like, this is a carnival glasses and i don't know actually why i started to do that like actually my, my daughter dressed up as a painter once and she had this beret you know this black typical painter's hat and to make it a bit more funny for carnival we had these glasses and stuff and and I thought it looked so funny. And also it's a bit of, um, you know, you, you um, it's like a mask. So you hide, you can hide a bit behind it. It's not totally you. So it's a character and you can be brave for doing it like that. <laughs> that's also when we, like in clown training, that's what you learn. Like the red nose is the smallest mask in the world, they say. Like, because it's a mask in the end. And still it is. Um, it, it lets you or it allows you to be very, very real, realer than you would dare to be, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I never heard this philosophy before. But yeah, I think that's one of the things that, you know, can be really a good strategy in terms of entertaining people because what are people mm -hmm. looking for when they're scrolling through social media? They're looking for like a little relief from whatever stress they might be feeling for the day or they're looking for inspiration. And it just, that whole vibe just fits really well with your artwork. It's very consistent Thank on you. brand for sure. <laughs> okay. I like to hear that. No, and it's true because it's, it, it also separates a bit like, hey, I'm a serious artist here. Okay. Like, but mm -hmm. I, I can do fun as well. So it separates the two personalities a bit. Which, mm -hmm. which, because it's not a joke that I do art, you know, it's, it's, it's something I really, is, that really matters to me. But to take it a bit easy and, and fun is, is just the way I want it to be, yeah. 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 I read something about clowns once. I don't know when it was or where, but I did read that sometimes clowns experience a high amount of depression. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know if you learned that in your training. I don't know if it's the nature of the beast, like clowns are there to elevate, um, sick children or, you know, people that need some happiness in their lives or something like that. But I don't know if that spurred your, um, 
art interest just to kind of get some relief. I, I'd like to hear more about that from you. Yeah, uh, it's very true what you say. And uh, if you look at the like the most famous clowns in like in the world, they all like, many of them have a tragic story or also a story where like of of sadness of of something traumatic ha- that happened in their lives. And actually, I um, I don't know if you know Peter Sharp. I don't know if you heard of him. He's um, like he works alone, and um, he had a tragic event in his life as well. And um, like one of his kids died, and he wants like I know him personally because we we brought him here, and he did a workshop with us, and I got to know him a bit, and. He explained it as well, and he gives an interview, and there he says, um, I can be the saddest person in the world, but I can still make you happy on stage. Mm-hmm. So it's this beauty as well of, okay, I have I've had experiences that are very tragic and traumatic, but I still have this light in me that makes you laugh about me or about the world or about whatever I stumble across on stage. And that's the beauty of the clown. Like I, I really love that time as well because of that. Because it lets you turn out the tragic side, but make it fun. Right. And yeah, that's very powerful. I think of, um, you know, the famous clown or comedian that I think of is Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. played a clown. Exactly. Robin um, Williams is, a, is, a, is one of the examples. Such a funny... Yes character such a funny actor and uh, yeah. super depressive and and, and yeah. right right good that you said that i i would have yeah i would have forgotten and that's also like he he acted patch adams yes so i saw that movie he, he did actually that but because Pat, patch adams is like the the creator of the hospital clowns no and yeah and yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how does art come into this story? When did you start it? Um, like all my life. <laughs> I really, I love to, to paint when I was little and to draw. And at school I was always like the kid where everybody would say, ah, you do that, you do that well. And, you know, and my teachers would keep books that I made and, and to show them to others. Um, but it came and went always. Like, I never did it consistently. And I also didn't choose it as a career. I, I remember that when, I, when it was time to go to, like, I finished my, my school and high school, and it was like, oh, what, what do you want to study? I looked at many artistic professions, like stage designer or, you know, all kinds of things. But in the end, I didn't choose it. I don't know why. Like, it was not that, like... That much this oh you won't get money with this you know we have this story my our parents maybe tell you can't study art it was not like that my parents maybe would have let me study art I think that would would have been fine but I didn't dare to somehow I don't know and um, now I'm actually glad somehow I didn't <laughs> because it allows me like I'm I feel completely free when I create and I've met people who had art training. And, like, of course, there are amazing painters who have had a, uh, who had a, a, a real training. Um, but sometimes I think knowing too much can restrict you. 
because ah, you can't mix these colors or you can't do this or that because it's not the thing you do. I don't know. I, I do what I want. <laughs> and, and that's uh, the thing that um, yeah, makes me super, feel super free while I paint. And how it came back into my life is basically um, like the last time, because it always, I said, it came and it went. And looking back, I always brought it back into my life when there was something like I was struggling with, when either I was lonely or the after a breakup or, you know, where things happened that got me somehow. And then I painted again for a couple of months or maybe a year and then it disappeared again. And last time I started was when my kids were little. They were like maybe two and five. And I hadn't been painting for like five years at least with them being little. And I started again with them. Like they painted in coloring books. And I just sat with them and did that as well. And I was like, oh, I actually really like that. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. And I bought these adult coloring books. These, you know, Sentangle things and stuff. And I just realized how much I enjoy it. And that's when I started painting myself again and doing my own things. And, yeah. mm. and it was because I needed some time for me, basically. That was the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So I was curious, what did you train as instead of an artist? Did you say? As a teacher. As a teacher of. Um... Yeah. I became a, an English and sports teacher. So in, in Austria, we always right, right, right. study two subjects. And I also trained then uh, teaching German as a foreign language. So now I teach German. And it's also something I really love. Like, um, I became a teacher because I really like to be with young people. And I used to work at, like, summer camps. And that's when I found out, ah, like, this is fun. I, 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 got, I get to play and get paid for it. And that's why I trained to be a teacher. When I then was a teacher, I didn't, it didn't feel that much like play anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but still, yeah, it's, I like to be with young people and... I think it's it's a good it was a good choice after all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I for some reason I missed that and I thought that maybe because um, a lot of people like teach privately, you know, when they have a skill. So I wasn't I didn't connect mm -hmm. that as that was what your formal training was. Yeah, so. no, that was my that was my career choice, so to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What kind of things are you doing with your art now? I mean, I, I've seen you evolve over the past couple of years. I mean, yeah. it started doing a lot of sketchbook things, um, mm -hmm. smaller works, mm -hmm. and just recently, oh, well, not super recently, but I've watched you evolve into these great big large-scale paintings. So yeah. tell us about that, because that's yeah. something I can relate to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, basically... Um... It started in a sketchbook because uh, as a mom of young children, <laughs> like you have only that much time and they interrupt you and they need you and that's fine. But you, like it was frustrating to start a big painting and like after three brush strokes, you would leave, you know. So the tiny paintings in the sketchbooks made it possible to do it first anywhere and also at any time. Like 
maybe five minutes before going to sleep or in the morning or in between when they take a nap or something. So that was the start of it. And the funny thing is, like, I still um, I do these postcards, which I call flow cards. And I really, I, 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 this is a part of my day. Because it's kind of a, it's a little art piece, but it's possible to do it like sometimes even in 15 minutes. Sometimes I let them dry and put another layer on and stuff. Sometimes they might take an hour, but, but it's this little piece of art and it still feels like, oh, I'm painting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because you but are. <laughs> yes, 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 of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I love to paint big. Like, uh, um, yeah, and it's just, like, I make all sizes. Lately, I have had a couple of commissions, so in between sizes, like, like smaller ones, 20 by 20 centimeters ones, but, but maybe three, three that go together. And I really like that as well, because yeah. it's easy to ship, basically, as well. Like, smaller paintings are easy to ship, and the big ones, the only... Like downside of this is that it's complicated sometimes to get them from one country to another or, mm. or yeah, that's the only thing. But I love to paint big. Like, come. Mm -hmm. I'm dreaming of painting <laughs> really large ones, yeah. Yeah, I saw some of your paintings that I was really surprised that they were big because they look to me like, you know, smaller paintings, but really you've done a great okay. job of like really enlarging all the things mm -hmm. instead of keeping everything small because yeah that really is great for the composition mm -hmm. um i wanted to ask something but i forgot it i have a question <laughs> okay good <laughs> so i know you were an author in the creative life book yes and you had a hack in the book do yeah. you would you want to share a little bit about that with our listeners about your yes. contribution yeah. to that book? Of course. Mm -hmm. um, well, my hack is called Hugo Goes on Holiday, <laughs> and uh, it's basically um, kind of a hack that I've I've heard from many different people over the last two years. Um, and always in a bit of a different form. And I just made it a bit mine because I realized I do this. Like I've done this before I met those people. Like it's, it's Jess said something similar, but another uh, art teacher. And also um, I do conscious reading. I'll speak about this a bit later. And the, the idea is that like we have this inner critic you know and this voice that tells us yeah but that's not good and mm, nah, don't show that to anyone or don't do that you know but actually like your heart wants to you want to do something or you love to do something and um, but you don't dare because society and this voice um um is so loud and the hack is to send that voice away, away, like to, to identify, to say, okay, this voice, I give it a name, I call it, I call it in the book, I call it Hugo, because it, it's about you go, okay, you go, you go, <laughs> yeah, I so love send, that, yeah, 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 so you send that voice away, away, and not like to hell or whatever, you can send it to a nice place, 
well, go and have some fun on the beach or go on holiday, uh, take a boat out in the Mediterranean Sea and don't come back for five days, you know? You send them out and you can, you can dream about, you can send them to space and to count the stars and it's, it's, it's what you want to do. Yeah. And the thing is, I, like, I love it because the funny thing is I had really, for, for, because of that, I had quite some feedback on that hack even like from my brother, who is, who is a man who is not like so outspoken, he doesn't, you know, quiet guy and doesn't say much. And he invented this, this funny character. Now I write this to you because I sent the troll to the cave, you know, like this kind of thing. So he really got it. And I was really happy about this because uh, that's it. Like send that voice away and then you can do what you really want to do. So the critic is gone that's for a while. So that is just so brilliant. I really appreciate that. Although yeah. that name Hugo does bring to mind a specific person because yeah, um, yeah, that that's is what a I real was, name. Yeah, that was I what I was fearing. I thought like yeah, it's an example. You know, everybody can call them as they want. I just connected with Hugo because in English say Hugo, you Hugo, and. <laughs> Yeah, and I said like, ah, I have a, I have a student who's called Hugo, and I was like, I don't mean you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. I, when my kids were little, we had um, an imaginary person, Fred, that lived in my house, oh. and Fred was responsible for not turning off the lights, um, throwing dirty clothes around on the floor. Mm -hmm. uh, leaving the back door open. I love um, that. <laughs> not, not making the bed. Like, instead of going in and saying, you didn't make your bed today, I would go mm -hmm. in and I'd say, oh, okay. looks like Fred's been in here. And they would laugh about it, but they knew. I love that. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell that to mine as well. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Exactly. I love your I heard a similar thing, like others call it like fear. You can call it fear. It's the fear of showing yourself and like fear is at the back seat or strap fear into a chair. I don't know, like whatever. It's the same, it's the same concept. And I've heard it from many people. And when I was asked about this, about like, this was the thing that came to me. Like, I have to share this. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's really smart. I'm curious, when does this voice haunt you the most? Is it like in your painting practice or is it before you get to the studio or is it when you're going to share on social media or something else? Yeah, good question. Uh, and actually, and I said in the book as well, it doesn't haunt me. Like when I paint, it doesn't haunt me. I'm totally like, I'm so in peace when I paint and especially... I'm, I'm lying now if it's, a, it's never there, but when I do the postcards, which I call flowcards, it's like I really don't have a critic. I sit down, I grab whatever, like I don't even choose the paintings, they choose me. Like I, I just start, I just do, and then it's done. And there, there is no time even for that voice to start saying, hey, what are you doing there? It's not there. And that's what I love so about painting as well because I feel this is my place where I feel so safe and I like I don't care if people don't like it they don't have to I love to do it and I know pe some people love it and some some people connect on an energetic level on it of, uh, with it as well and that's fine and those who don't will find somebody else you know and it's so 
I don't have it there. I have it more in in situations um, like real life, kind of in work, at school, you know, uh, I don't know, where I, you have to behave and you have to do this and oh my god, um, yeah, I don't know, the way you teach yeah, or anything. That made hmm? me laugh when you said, we have to behave. <laughs> Yeah. I feel also at my day job it's like I have to behave and I don't want to and then I have all these doubts and you know what's interesting is that I've started to be more open about my art side and like uh, not like a little bit I feel like I'm a little bit more sensitive also because artists are such great like welcome well not all but my experiences with artists have been so wonderful. Like everybody is just so supportive of one another. You know, yeah. there's definitely not so much scarcity. There's not so much competition. There is not too much ego um, mm -hmm. getting in the way of interactions. Um, it's definitely some of my more like healthy female um, relationships. Um, yeah. Because during the day I work, you know, in a STEM field as a chemistry uh, professor mm -hmm. and researcher. And although there's lots of women in my um, career and my, you know, day-to-day -day interactions, they tend to behave more like men. And yeah. I did the same for a long time. I was definitely mm -hmm. embodying this, like, I'm serious and don't, you know, don't mess with me. Yeah. And it just wore me down carrying all that energy. And it was really yeah. just fear. You know, I was afraid that somehow they were going to see me as being weak or something. Yeah. But art is very freeing. And art has brought me back to a sense of balance. You know, that I'm in touch with my emotions. Um, you know, I still have my inner critic and everything. Um, yeah. But I'm just so much more well-rounded. But I still get the fear when I'm going to maybe put my stuff out there because, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's just normal, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I totally get what you say because it's it's true in, in, in real life. <laughs> this happens like, you, yeah, it, it's, it's also the atmosphere is not always so um, open or... It's not sometimes even you thinking that, it sometimes really isn't, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's a pity. But I also, I agree, like, uh, for me too, since I've, like, really embraced the artist inside of me and, and live this kind of parallel life, but I've, been, I've become more open myself. And actually now with the book, it was the first time, like, I had my two or three colleagues at school that knew that I was painting but I didn't share that very much like I, I didn't want to mix those worlds I want to have the safe art space and the workspace you know to, to keep them separate but now with the book I told everybody everybody knows now like I just spilled it you know I just like it's it's not now I don't care I want to tell it to everyone <laughs> good for you yeah. I think you. I think my people at work are sick of hearing about my art. <laughs> but you know what? They did ask me if I would bring in some um, 
prints and, and art pieces and hang it around the office. But I, I really wanted to talk about your journal practice, and, and that's Lynn's tip in the book as well. And her and I had talked about that a little bit, about how important journaling, art journaling is. And I've been reading a lot about it. And mm-hmm. I love I love learning about the brain chemistry and the neuro uh, neuroplasticity and mm-hmm. creating new pathways. And, you know, what I find is really super interesting is even if you don't want to be a professional artist, you 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 just want to, you know, increase your job function, let's say at whatever kind of profession you have. Um, my husband's a, an attorney, judge. I mean, creativity is imperative for elevating your, um, your capabilities in any walks of life. Yeah. And I'm trying really hard. Um, after Lynn and I talked last week, or maybe it was the week before about daily journal practice, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my journal 10 minutes every day. And I got up at 6.15 before work and did it one morning. And then the next morning I had A, B, and C to do before work. So I didn't get it done. And then I get home at 8 o'clock at night and I'm like, I'm too tired. So um, (laughs) it's something that I'm striving for. I'll just put it out there. I'm striving to do something every day and so yesterday i you know i was limiting myself i'm like well you know i can't paint at work so i took my journal and i took some just regular pencils and i did some sketch work during work Mm -hmm. yesterday i mean it is something that we can do it's just changing that mindset yeah you know yeah it's true yeah the art journals like they always call my attention as well and um as you said, I started out with them, but I never, like, I, I always love when people show their journals and they're like, oh my God, look at this, you know? And I never finished any. <laughs> like, they're always three quarters or half and then it stops. Um, but I've realized that my cards are my kind of journal because I feel like that's the moment I take, I love it, and I still have peace that I even like could sell, but I sell them. And if somebody likes it, they can have it, you know? And it's this kind of, ah, I do it. And I did, I did the same as you, Dawn. I, I, I really wanted to put it in my day and said like, you know, in the evening, it's same. I'm too tired, the kids are home. I don't want, I want to spend time with them as well. So when, in the morning, I get up half an hour early and do it. And I don't do it every day because sometimes I just want to sleep. <laughs> but yeah. There are like out of six, maybe I do it four days and that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the days I do it, they start off amazing. <laughs> yes. Better. Yeah. That's what I experienced. And I'm like, why wouldn't I do this every day? But yeah. it is forming a habit and, you know, making it a priority and getting my butt out of bed when I'm really tired. So, yeah, yeah. I have to confess, I haven't. I haven't done my art journal um, very much over the last couple of weeks. And the reason is that I've just been feeling really fatigued with the end of the semester. Yeah. And I've just decided, like, I'm just going to get through the end of the semester and then I'll form new habits. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but that's okay too. Like I sometimes, uh, I also say like in the holidays I do this and then you have another energy as well. It doesn't make sense if you are like worn out and you feel like the pressure have to do this. Well, I relax. I need uh, my body needs to recover. I need the rest and needs uh, like not even painting maybe at that time. And mm -hmm. and you have to listen to it. So don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I listened to an artist yesterday, and she uses her art journal for her everything journal. Some days she does artwork. Um, some days she does the conscious stream of writing. And um, and then she was saying, and she's in the Creative Life book too. She was saying how she has indexed the pages. And then at the beginning, she'll write little um, tabs. So this was my conscious stream of writing about this. And this was this. And I, I was fascinated by it. I Okay, that's way too organized for me. I'm just going to put it out there. But yeah. I was fascinated by it. And I love adding the conscious stream of writing into the art journal. Yes. I did that as well. Like, I don't do it right now because the same. I, there was so much going on. I had just exam period as well. So it's, you know, if life is, is quick and fast and too much going on, you, it's hard to make space for this. But... Uh, when also when Jess suggested the like the writing, journaling and stuff, I did morning pages for um, I think maybe maybe I think I got to two months, but really almost every day, just before Christmas, and I really felt it was amazing what happened afterwards. Like I I I think I owe a lot to what happened after that. To that journaling because it was a lot of you know dreaming and also letting go and also all kinds of things you know manifesting mm -hmm. like everything and mm -hmm. I stopped at a certain point because there was no time and then things started to happen and I'm like I'm now like I'm, I have to go back to that because you know to keep the momentum going but it's it's I I'm actually I'm a person I go with uh, in phases and it's fine like Maybe I journal every day for three weeks and then I stop and then I do something else for a while and, and I make peace with that. Like I always have to say, yes, I do 14 days of yoga. Yes, I do them, but I do them in two months, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm also the same. Like I feel like I'm trying to optimize myself all the time. So I'll, I'll get an idea from you today and then I'll implement it for a while and then I'll be talking to somebody else and then I'll think, oh yeah, I haven't been running, you know, recently. Mm -hmm. I need to start running. And then it's like, <laughs> I need to run, I need to do yoga, I need to meditate, I need to journal, I need to paint my, uh, you know, I need to paint on my journal, not just write in my journal. Then I need to do a portfolio and then it's just like, wait a second, where am I supposed to like be me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a huge nugget that I've just taken away from today's podcast is the fact that um, you made peace with um, these phases of, you know, things that you participate in and then you participate in something else and you don't beat yourself up over it because I think we can all tend to do that, you know? Yeah. Oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I don't have... And just making peace with it and saying, you know what? I'm doing this for right now. Yeah. And 
I'm going to journal three days a week, maybe not every morning. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 And I'm definitely a person who likes to do it all, like all, (laughs) but I really know like, yes, all, but not all at once, (laughs) you know? Right. Right. There's the thing called burnout. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Let's not talk about burnout. (laughs) (laughs) I was recently thinking about, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but I've been recently, I'm going to be in Europe soon. But I was recently thinking a lot about burnout and how, like, Europeans always criticize Americans, you know, for this, like, you know, we work to live and you Americans like to live to work or something. And I just want to hear Catherine's idea on this. Is there is there such an opinion like that Europeans say that about Americans? Probably not all Europeans, but some of the Europeans uh-huh. who've... Um, come to the U.S. to pursue their careers. Sometimes they kind of, um, I've heard, like especially in my field of science, I've heard some of them kind of complain a little bit about the American work ethic, which is not necessarily more productive. Actually, when I was on sabbatical in Italy, um, 2015-16, I noticed the work habit of my colleagues there, and they're very, very productive, but they're very, um, they're very scheduled like they show up to work at a certain time they may take a coffee break they definitely have a nice lunch break they're, they don't talk mm-hmm. about work stuff at all during lunch they just talk about okay. food and vacations and all those things and then mm-hmm. they work go back to work in the afternoon maybe they take a coffee break or something and then people like leave whereas yeah. um, my experience in the u.s is different where it's kind of more like you know, you, sh- you show up and you're working, you're trying to get a bunch of things done. Maybe somebody stops by somebody's office and then you're talking and then there's all these meetings and meetings, 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 and then you barely have time to eat. And then it's like, well, I should make a work meeting, you know, at lunchtime because we can both sit down together. That's the only time we can meet. And I don't know. I mean, it's like a little bit exaggerated in my head because I'm also yeah. like at the end of the spring semester right now and we're yeah. still having winter again. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I can't really compare like the American way with the European because I don't, I don't know it. I know. I just know it now from what you say. I haven't experienced it. I just know um, also in like, you know, Europe is there are lots of countries and I can compare it with Austria and with Spain. Because Austrians think that Spain is like Spanish are relaxed and lazy and stuff like that, or any any kind of southern countries, no? But no, <laughs> like I always felt Austrians are maybe a bit more organized, like they have more other timetable kind of thing. But they start early in the morning and they go home quite early. Like a day can end at four. A work they can they like maybe they go to work at six or seven. Like, we used to live in Austria for a couple of years um, with my husband as well. Like, I, I of course, but my husband, and he made the experience. Um, in Spain, you don't start work before nine, ever. Mm-hmm. And But then, like, depending on where you work, but you work till late. You might have a longer lunch break, but not even that. But then they work till in the evening quite long. And in Austria, it would be, they go to work at six, but they go home at four at the latest. And then they have the whole evening, play with their kids or to do some sports or to do some hobbies. And the, I feel the, um, 
the, like it feels more balanced because you work for a certain amount, but you still have a, a lot of daytime for your life, for your like fun life, and not all is work. That's maybe the difference that these people felt about America. So work is life, and or life is work. You know, that's this kind of thing. Like somehow, yeah, somehow they get integrated together. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit more balanced, I feel. And in Spain, I don't have that feeling that much because work hours are late. Like people come home late in the evening and I sometimes feel like when our day is done, like we go to bed, that's it. Because there is no more, more time for anything. I have a bit more because school is a bit different. School, school isn't till that late. But um, like in normal, no, no normal, but in, in jobs where there is no like... A school timetable they work late hours and I um, thought they took a long uh, midday break though yeah I think that used to be like that I haven't seen anybody doing this <laughs> maybe really? the shops really? some of the shops they have this siesta you know like okay they close at one and they open at five again so this is the typical siesta but there's so few shops who do that they like the traditional kind of the bakeries and maybe the bookstores, like tiny shops, but all the big supermarkets, this is like 24 hours now, like everywhere, which is yeah. a bit sad. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, <laughs> in Spain in summer, the siesta makes sense <laughs> because mm -hmm. it's so yeah. hot in that time of the day that shouldn't be yeah. doing anything there. So when do you mm -hmm. paint then if you're, wor you're working full time, I assume, right? Yes, I work four days, like I work Monday to Thursday, uh, nine to four, but with, you know, I have to drive for half an hour, so maybe it's about, I'm, I'm gone from home from eight to five, more or less. And I usually paint either my little ones in the morning sometimes, but I really get up at 6.30, paint for half an hour and then get going. Um, often at night. And which I don't like that, like, I like to do it, but the light is missing. So it's, it's different. And Fridays are my free days. And there have the kids are at school and I'm at home and that's my day. So I do most nice. of my painting on, on Friday. Usually spend the weekend with the family, but try to, yeah, there's always some painting in between. And holidays, of course. Mm -hmm. That's the good part of being a teacher because I have quite some time during the year where I really have some days where I don't have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to something yesterday and um, she was talking about, you know, they talk about being in flow or, you know, being in that uh, vortex of, you know, everything's coming to you. And it really stuck with me because, I don't know, maybe it's our culture, but, um, you know, we're, we're kind of primed to think about the destination. And in essence, it's really not about being, um, you know, this famous artist or whatever you want to be. It's about enjoying every single minute of every single day. Yeah. And I really was... Um, working my mind with that when I decided to bring the journal to work and just do some sketches in between my work day 
And it also helped me to shift, um, you know, sometimes you have bad days at work. And yeah. um, I had to really shift my mindset to, well, look at all the the great things that I'm doing here at work. Look at all the people that I'm helping and what a great opportunity this is for me. And it's really um, a lot of work sometimes to shift that mindset, but it's imperative to live a happy, joyous, free life, which yeah. is really what we all want, right? Mm -hmm. So the destination is right now. I'm living yes. it right now. It's yes. great. Exactly. And that's why it's important to make that time, even if it's 10 minutes, like to just grab those pencils or that, those colors or mm -hmm. whatever it is, the guitar, mm -hmm. you know, it uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. It would yeah. be for any kind of thing. Um, right. Yeah. Something that, right. that gives you uh, an outlet for your feelings or for your emotion and mm -hmm. bad or good like I always right. I always like to say I focus on the good like the, of course not always everything is good but I always right. want to like shine light on the good and focus on that and I so promise like to anyone if you really get get conscious about that and you really um, consciously always cho choose to look on the what is good about this? It changes. Like, it gets better. <laughs> because yeah. you focus on that. It does. Yeah. 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 It's so funny because I tell my teenager that a lot. And then I also have to tell myself. <laughs> yeah. I have to mother myself once in a while to yeah. remember to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. Because our perspective changes everything. Yes. It really can change absolutely everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, even, you know, like right now as we're talking, you know, I'm still, um, I'm still not totally like relaxed from some stress that I was dealing with earlier today. So I kind of feel myself like a little stiff and distracted and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's always perspective, you know, like I get to have this time, you know, to spend with you and it's not yeah. stressful. That's so nice that you say that because I rushed here. I came from work. I had to leave the kids somewhere where they do sports, come back, lots of, you know, I was like, ah, mm. and now I'm super enjoying this as well. So, yeah, there are moments yeah. that are like you have to somehow go through, but then there comes the light again. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. And, you know, when you were talking about um, making time for, you know, just to, um, focus on happiness and creating. Uh, one of the big things for me was the ability to be still. When I sit down and I immerse myself in art, whatever it is, I'm still. And mm -hmm. I had a really hard time doing that for a really long time mm -hmm. because it was just too painful to be still. Mm -hmm. yeah. But with art, it's liberating, it's yeah. freeing, it's, and it doesn't even matter what I make. I can be, I did something in the journal the other day and I'm like, oh, it's so ugly. But you know what? I don't care. It was, I got some things out and I created and it's fun. Apart and from it's, that, it's, Hugo, Hugo was saying that it was ugly. 
Hugo won. <laughs> oh, good. Hugo yeah. was there. Yeah. Actually, this reminds it. me. When I start to get antsy, my husband will be like, you need to go to the basement right now. Because <laughs> my art studio is in the basement. <laughs> that's my husband did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It was a couple yeah. of weeks ago. He goes, are you going to go paint? And it's great that, that they realize that. I think, I don't know if you've seen it, but I made a reel about it once, I think, or uh, like a story. And it was like, I was like, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, I think I saw it. Tell and you said something like that, and my husband just said, "Well, go paint." And I'm like, oh, "He finally got it! Yes, <laughs> now he knows what's wrong with me if I'm like that." Like, but it's true, and I feel it myself. Like sometimes, if it's a week or so because it's so busy and I don't get to it, I get like angry or annoyed, or I'm like with the kids, I'm not so patient. They're like, what's wrong with me? Ah, oh, I didn't paint for a week, so yeah, that's what mm -hmm. you have to do then. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and it might yeah, be go for was... a walk alone in the woods. You know, it doesn't matter really. It's 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 just this <gasps> shut down that noise and be you and forget everything. Yeah, yeah. I think it was last week that my husband was trying to be subtle. He's like do you think you might paint this afternoon? And I'm like, no, I have to finish grading or I have to finish this thing for the semester, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I think you should maybe paint. And I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. <laughs> and so he's nice. He doesn't push too much. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I shut mine out too. I shut mine down too. He's like, I, I, maybe you want to go paint? And I go, no, I don't want to paint. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe you should <laughs> right. and we would all be happier here <laughs> you hear all your little voices in my head next time something like that happens and then I'll say okay I'll go paint a little bit <laughs> yeah but so I want to know Katrin do you um, include the kids in painting or do they have their own art practice or how does that work um that's a good question, and I, I've heard you speak about it uh, with other uh, people. And I was when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a good question. Because I do things with my kids, like we do crafts and we paint sometimes, but it's, it's honestly something I, I'm a bit jealous about. Like, it's, it's kind of my time. <laughs> and uh, they... They draw, they paint, they do that, but not that much that I say like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm supporting them in their art. Uh, I'm not that a good mom <laughs> in saying like, I have everything. If I see, uh, I see, I see you done with your granddaughter. It's like, oh my god, that's so lovely, and I, I, I'd like to do that more with my kids. But I sometimes I just, I don't have neither the patience nor the headspace to do it because they like it. And we do it, but it's not something we do that much. Because mm. I, I get a bit nervous, honestly. Like, they're there, and then it's like, ah, they, they, they themselves don't enjoy it that much, I think. Mm -hmm. they, right now, they prefer to draw. Because the, the paints mm -hmm. make them a bit like, they can't handle them so well that they say they are happy with it. And at, the, at this stage, although I think it would be good for them to, to create more freely... Um, they prefer to draw, but they like that. They do that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, yeah. cool. And it's, it's funny, I, just, just the other day I saw, um, like I think it wasn't a reel as well, uh, a mother say, I have, you know, my two favorite things in life is being with my kids and being without my kids. It's yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm just going to say, I've got the best of both worlds because I'm a grandmother now. Yes. So... Um, when, when things get a little hairy or whatever, I'm like, okay, well, it's time to go home and see mommy yes. again. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, but that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Because you, as a grandmother, can give her that, also that freedom that maybe her mom doesn't have the nerves to, you know, right. like, sometimes as a mom, you get a bit, oh my God, the paints and oh, there you go. And as a mm -hmm. grandma, like, yeah, she'll go home in two hours. So, <laughs> you know, I can handle yeah. that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a gift. Being a grandparent is a huge gift. Mm. Really. Yeah. As long as so. it's not too early. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, she spent the night last night. So we were up early on my day off, but that's okay. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I meant as long as it's not oh, in life. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Not even a teenager. Not ready to be a grandmother. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Got it. Well, I think Got I have the time for that. Mine are only 11 and 8, so. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not yeah. yet a, a topic here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun when they become teenagers because they really just want to be adults, but they really mm -hmm. aren't ready for it yet. But they really don't understand that they're not ready for it. So there's like a right. lot of frustration. And, mm -hmm. uh, like that. Cool. Yeah. I read, I read a super cool phrase the other day about that. Actually, in German, in my German class, I have this little calendar with little, little like, um, um, sayings. And one, it said something like, youth is, the, like, youth is the best time of life if it was a bit later in life. <laughs> yeah, like, I love it. Yeah. It's good it's because so it's good. like, when you're young, you don't like it because you have struggles and stuff. But when you're older, you look back and it's like, oh, that's the best time. But you're mature and you know why. And yeah. <laughs> so my, my um, I'm 43 and I would say like, yeah, this time 28 feels good. Yeah. <laughs> so I just stay there forever. <laughs> uh -huh. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. It's 204. Fantastic. Uh -huh. I can't believe, I can't believe that hour just flew by like that. Such a great um, conversation we've had with you today. Katrin, would you Thank like you, yes. to leave the listeners with any place where they can find you? We will put it in the links too, but mm -hmm. um, where Thank would you. you like people to find you? Well, I'm um, like the most recent things I always post on Instagram and on my my. Facebook profile. That's like the the way where you're most up to date. But I also have a website, which is katrinbada.com. And yeah, just have a look and <laughs> contact me. And I'm happy to, to, to connect and to talk to you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Lina. It was a pleasure. And mm -hmm. yes, time flies. 
Thank you. Yeah. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you and have some conversation. It's been really fun watching your social media and seeing your art. And I, yeah, I love those reels that you're, you know, playing funny music or wearing the glasses. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. In your art. You. I try to make more of those. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. a fun, uplifting, feel good, vibrant art. It's it's great. That's true, and I didn't mean to diminish that, but I feel like ever I'm watching so many art accounts, like everybody's showing their art, and she is showing something really different in terms of showing a personality that's very entertaining. And yes, mm-hmm. there are people that are entertaining, but yeah. I don't see as many of them, like you know, also as artists. And like okay. I said, you're totally on brand because your art is really fun and it's joyful and you have bright colors. And then there you are with your personality, bright and joyful with, you know, nice colors and cute songs. And it's just, yes. it's really fun. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's refreshing. Yeah, that's that's what I hope that people connect with as well, with this joy for life, because this is what I want to transmit as well with my Art. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>